0: Hi, Meg here. Before we begin today's show, just wanted to give a quick note that the mentor coaching program is still enrolling. And because I was so out of pocket last week, I have extended. The early bird pricing through May 7th. So if you've been on the fence about whether you want to do your mentor coaching right now, we have a great group of coaches coming together. I recommend you check out the program at starcoachshow.com slash mentor. That's starcoachshow.com slash M E N T O R. If you have any questions, contact me through the page. And now let's go to this week's show. This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Renshler, episode 235. Most coaches start off by having one-on-one
1: coaching uh, as their main source of income, which is fantastic because you get to meet people and you learn so much from their experiences. You will see all the common patterns and to create your framework. All that is great. But what happens is when they write a book, let's say if 100 people read your book, maybe 20 or 30 people will download your free bonus. And out of that, maybe one will sign up for your coaching program, which is fantastic. So what about the remaining 99 people? Maybe your coaching program is at $5,000. And these people who bought your ebook for $5, not everybody is ready to sign up for something that's at $5,000. If you can have other levels in between, you can give them enough time to like, know, and trust you so that when they really have that need, that urgency, they will immediately sign up for your one-on-one.
0: Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, Take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rinchler, and I am so thankful that you are here and so excited for you because we have some great information. As you're thinking about ways to increase your visibility, increase your income flow, my guest today is going to give us some wonderful ideas to think about as ways to leverage your wisdom, bring value to your clients, and create different streams of income for yourself. So before we go there, I just want to check in, make sure that everybody is taking care of your health, your well-being, as you are continuing to strive to meet your clients' needs and to bring your best to the world. Be certain to remember that you know, you've got to start with filling your own well first and taking care of you spiritually, mentally, physically, uh, so that you can be the best you can be for all the people that you touch. And um, that just really has been coming up for me repeatedly in the last couple weeks. And I just want to Make certain that each one of you are really doing an inner check as well and making sure that you're in a good place yourself, and then you're that much better in the in the kind of work that you do. So let's talk a little bit about what we're going to focus on today. I was absolutely delighted to meet our guest, Jyotsna Ramachandran, is so light and energy and full of fabulous ideas. I'm really excited to be able to introduce you to her. And even if you don't have a book, even if you don't know if you want to write a book, I would still encourage you to tune into today's interview and really think about how can you take what we're talking about and and apply it to what you're doing and the kind of work you're doing. I guarantee you you'll get some kind of a spark of an idea with all the great stuff that Jotzna is sharing. Now Jotzna helps coaches, consultants, trainers, speakers, entrepreneurs, who aspire to that position of being a trusted expert, of being a person that people look to for answers and to help to find their own answers, become best-selling authors within 90 days, even if they hate writing. She does that through helping people understand how do they build a profitable author funnel We're going to kind of talk about that today and then use that book as a lead magnet to put yourself in expert positioning, to attract qualified leads for your business. She really helps us kind of look creatively at how putting content out in the world can match us with the kinds of clients that we want to work with. She's worked with over 400 authors in 35 countries to really simplify the process of writing a book and helps people understand how to publish that in whatever stage of their author journey that they're in. So at her publishing agency, Happy Self Publishing, she creates a variety of services she has like angel writers. So if you if you want to actually talk your book to somebody, she does editing and book cover design and all the things to actually get a book published. And in addition to that, she was just absolutely, truly delightful to talk with. She's a TEDx speaker, and is a best selling author herself. So with that, I encourage you to get out paper and pencil, be ready to jot down all these great ideas that she's going to share and then apply them to how you're going to get out into the world. So let's now go to my interview with Jyotsna Ramachandran. Josna, welcome to the Star Coat Show. I have been looking forward to our time together. Thank you so much, Meg, for having me on your show. So we had one of the most enjoyable pre-interviews. I just our ideas were bouncing all over the place. It was really a bit of a challenge to get all of your wisdom into what's the one thing that we're going to focus on for our interview? Sort of like when a client comes to a coaching session and they want to talk about the whole world and you're like, yeah, but we have 45 minutes to have this discussion. So what specifically are we going to talk about? That's sort of what we did in our pre-interview. And we are going to, guys, if you've ever thought about should I write a book and what would be the value of writing the book That is, we're going to talk about how you can get clients by putting your wisdom in a book. Also, what other income streams that might open up for you? Just so much. So put on your seatbelts. We're going to have a fantastic conversation. I'd love to know first, what, what? Led you to working with other people to get their word out in a published book? Thanks for asking me this question, Meg.
1: Initially, it was a very, very selfish plan. So I was actually running another business about seven, eight years ago. And then I became a mom. And that's when I realized I need more flexibility of time. I wanted to find something online so that I could work at my own pace. So when I was just Googling how to make money online, I came across self-publishing as a great option. So back then, I never considered myself to be a writer. So I hired other ghostwriters, would give them interesting topics. They would write for me. I would just pay them and publish it under different pen names. So the royalties I would earn from these books that were on Amazon was my business model. And that was going well for Mm -hmm. about a year. And then I felt that urge to share my story through a book. And that's when I wrote my first book called Job Escape Plan. So after seeing the success that came from my book, my husband who had just quit his job to become a coach, he uh, wanted to write his book, Uh, but he was also not a professional writer. He had a lot of challenges. So I spent a a couple of months in helping him publish his book. And that was such a fulfilling experience, helping another person to publish his book. And soon after his book got published, I could see the transformation in his coaching business. And that's when I got this light bulb moment. I felt instead of publishing more and more ghostwritten books, which I was not really able to connect with, why not work with real authors, real experts who already have that, that message but they didn't know how to put it together or they had written it and didn't know how to publish it. Why not help these people? And that's how I started happy self publishing.
0: It's been five years now. So good. such a, like a uplifting story. And that leads me to that question of what have you found that makes such a good fit between coaches and authors? Right. I think right now, very intentionally, most of my
1: clients are coaches. There are all kinds of uh, writers, right? But authors who are uh, coaches, they're kind of similar because uh, coaches also have this inherent uh, you know, passion to serve people. They want to help others. Most coaches have already gone through some struggle in their life. Most of them that I have met who are my clients, they've gone through uh, a tough patch in life. They have learned something from that. And now they cannot stop themselves from helping others and After helping a few people, they realized why not make this my full-time gig and then they become coaches, right? And many of our authors are also similar. They have experienced something in life and now they want to share that with the whole world and they write a book. And what I've seen happening is some people first become coaches and then they become authors after a while. And the reverse is also quite common. They first write a book, and after they get a lot of questions from their readers, they decide to become a coach. So that, that I think, is the
0: similarity with, between coaches and authors, the need to serve others. Yeah. And, and you brought up that very good point that often comes up that we end up being sort of our ideal client. This, the path that we've walked, the experiences that we've had end up being kind of who our avatar is, who we want to work with. So therefore, sharing our story, sharing our path, or if we've been working with people for a while, maybe we've come up with a framework or a, right. a way that we sort of attack a particular problem or we create solutions. So having those in a book just sort of make logical sense, huh? Absolutely.
1: And one amazing thing about working with coaches is most of them already have a framework. So when it comes to other types of authors, it's so confusing for them to create an outline for a book. But most coaches already know who their clients are and their target clients are exactly the target readers as well. So all a person needs to do is take your reader from point A, where they are currently but probably struggling to point b which is their ideal life scenario and a coach already takes their clients through that path and they kind of have
0: their framework so it's a lot easier for a coach to write a book so yeah just makes so so logical huh so with that One of the things that I really want, I don't think that writing a book is necessarily a new idea for those of you listening. I'm willing to bet some of you have played around with this. Maybe you have a book already. However, what we're going to talk about today is ways to use your book creatively, use it, and maybe you'll be going back and tweaking your book after you've heard this interview, ways to convert your readers into clients, and you've got some just, I mean, like, very truthfully, they're like, well, hello, yes, obviously, we'd want to do this. Yet, I don't think that we think about, oh, let's be intentional about this in our book. So we're going to talk about how to convert your reader into a client um, and doing some really specific things. Where do we want to start with that? Yes, I think this is going to be super useful for
1: coaches who have already written a book
0: and they're not really getting clients
1: from the book or people who are thinking of writing a book and they want to do it the right way so that they can use the book to get some clients. So what I notice happening, Meg, is a lot of times people want to put all their you know, knowledge in the book. The book is great, but then they don't get any clients after that. There are a lot of readers. It is selling on Amazon. You can see the stats, but that is not reflecting in uh, new clients for the business. So what I notice happening is for a reader, they read a book, they are totally inspired and then they close the book and they forget about it. So that is where I think an author needs to do certain things specifically. They can do two things or or both the approaches. One is the push method and the other is the pull method. Let me tell you the pull method first. In the pull method, you need to pull the reader towards you, your website, your ecosystem. So intentionally, a coach has to talk about their framework, which they teach to their one-on-one clients. So you can talk about the seven steps to achieve something or the uh, four pillars or whatever is your system, but intentionally plant a lot of case studies, tell people that this is what I teach in my program. This is what happened to one of my clients. So constantly, they are not just learning what you're teaching, but you're also connecting with the uh, opportunity of probably working with you someday because you already have great results for other people. You're making it really
0: clear. This is a service that I provide. When I work with clients, this is what I do. I mean, like, hello, you're seeding in there. I am a coach who works with people towards this transformation. But you're not Absolutely. saying it like that. You're saying it through case studies. You're saying these so are stories. yeah, the successes that I've had. This is what I continue to do. Those kinds of things. Exactly. So-
1: and this can also be mentioned in the introduction where the coach can talk about Uh, What was their journey like and why are they writing this book? Because that mission uh, can really help a lot of people connect with the uh, author personally and they may want to reach out. Again, we should also mention how can somebody reach out? And a lot of people miss the about the author page, which is super important. They just write this small blurb about them at the back of the book, which is not enough. Just dedicate an entire page uh, talk about uh, what what you uh, do how do you help your clients why have you written this book and where can people find more about you with all your social media handles that's really important for people to read the book they have already got impressed by reading a, a few case studies about your work and now they know how to reach out to you
0: so that's I the think cool that's method. so important because we don't want our readers to just think of us as an author we want them to realize that that's that, that we have a service to provide. Like how many times have I read a book and I'm like, oh, that's so good. But I just think of that person as, a, as an author, not necessarily somebody that I could actually engage with. So exactly. you have to have, you have to make it easy. You have to make it easy for people to to be able to reach out to you. In what other ways around this process do we need to cover?
1: Yeah, so this one is one part of it. The other is the push method where you are figuring out a way to collect the leads from your readers. The problem with Amazon, though it's great for a lot of reasons, however, the drawback is that you will not get the contact information of your readers. Even if you sell a million books, you won't know who the readers are or their email IDs. So it's important that you wisely give away a lead magnet inside your book, which is super valuable for your readers, which makes logical sense for them to uh, ask for it and download Mm -hmm. it thereby you can get their uh, information. This could be um, a mini three-part video series mm-hmm. or it could be an assessment. It could be a one-on-one call with you if you have the time. It has to be something valuable. It can just be a simple PDF like a checklist or a resource guide but something that is connected to the book and is a value add and it's important to mention this at multiple places because again people quickly flip into uh, through and they start with the introduction chapter. So have it at the beginning of the book, because not everybody finishes the book, even if they want to, they don't have the time these days. So have it in multiple places so that people don't miss the opportunity of uh, getting your free bonus. So once you have that email ID, now you can engage with them on a weekly basis, invite them to your Facebook group, do Mm -hmm. all the other things by adding more and more and more value. And finally, if you have an offer, you can pitch maybe after three or four interactions.
0: Right. So a couple things about that. If you only put it at one place in your book and the person's reading an actual paper book um, and they're driving or riding in a car and they don't have a way to click on that link, um, you you have to bring it up again at a time that maybe they have access to the Internet. And I know that in books that I've read where the download is something that helps further understand something that's being talked about or maybe it's a graph or an infographic or something that gives me more information and and maybe within that leads also to a call or to a I mean those are things that enhance the experience of the book and why wouldn't I like go after it and get that extra information
1: absolutely yeah
0: So I love that, you know, you're planting the seed in the book of what you do throughout through your case studies, through your own story. As you mentioned, you're kind of building curiosity about like, will this work for me or is this wow, this this feels attainable. It feels like something that I could do with this person. And then you're continuing that conversation into the bonuses on your website, Um, the bonuses in your continuing, like, let's carry this on through my ongoing offers. And, and um, that's really exciting. So all those things are ways that you can convert a reader into a client. And the really important thing there, guys, is that do not assume that the reader is going to know what to do unless you have a really clear call to action. Anything you want to add about being super clear about your call to action? Yes. I think it needs to be really specific
1: rather than just uh, giving the website and say, Hey, go check this out. So if, if it's a, a lead magnet, it has to be really specific that this is the assessment that you will be getting. So that way people know that they're going to get a small win where they can practically implement a part of what you've taught in the book. And when they get that first win, you know, for example, when people get on strategy calls with me, I get the, I give them clarity on their book topic. And that's a huge win for people who are so confused. And then it's so easy for me to convert them into my client because now I've given them that small win. So the call to action should ideally be a small win that the readers can benefit from.
0: So, oh, that's also good. So I hope all of you are just like, writing notes and thinking about this. And then once you have that book, there are many different income streams that might open up for you based upon a the way that you lay things out in your book. But just in general, as you bring those people toward you, what are some things that might open up in the way of creative income streams? Sure, Meg, I would love to
1: share that. But before that, I'll tell you why is it, important to intentionally have these multiple income streams. What usually happens is uh, most coaches start off by having one-on-one coaching uh, as their main source of income, which is fantastic because you get to meet people and you learn so much from their experiences. You will see all the common patterns and to create your framework, all that is great. But what happens is when they write a book, let's say if 100 people read your book, maybe 20 or 30 people will download your free bonus. And out of that, maybe one will sign up for your coaching program, which is fantastic. So, what about the remaining 99 people? Maybe your coaching program is at $5,000, and these people who bought your ebook for $5, not everybody is ready to sign up for something that's at $5,000. If you can have other levels in between you can give them enough time to like know and trust you so that when they really have that need that urgency they will immediately sign up for your one-on-one and Mm -hmm. these could be in the form of say an online course or a membership site it could be uh, virtual summits that you're creating you can just partner with 10 other coaches in your industry create a a week-long virtual summit and sell the tickets for $97 or something like that. So these are some additional revenue streams that you can create for yourself other than just having your coaching and your book. And even within your book, I see a lot of people say that, hey, this is my first book and I'm not really sure if it's great. So let me just publish the ebook. Please don't do that because I think as an author, you're anyway putting so much effort in writing the book. Just get a formatter to format it for the paperback and if you want as also the hardcover And just block out one of your weekends and record the whole book with your own voice and also have the audio book. So each of these different formats of the book become different income streams for you. So you have the book, which is the first touch point for people who don't know you. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you give them something that's not of uh, very high value, like a small introductory course for about a hundred to a $500 price point. And then you create other things like memberships and uh, uh, events. Once Mm -hmm. the world becomes normal again, you can have live events, do all of that and ultimately have your
0: uh, one-on-one. So good. So I think about the fact that, you know, consider, and. In my mind, if I knew in advance, okay, these are the different things that I want this book to lead toward for me, then that might help me in the way that I frame out the book. Let's say I was going to write a 10-chapter book, and each one of those chapters is a week of new content in my membership site. So I have 10 weeks in the membership site based upon the new information that I'm going to bring in around the topic for that chapter. That would like be helpful for me to think about as I was writing the book. I don't know if that that just came to me while you were saying that. I don't know if any of your authors ever kind of do things like that, but that's, you know, and then that might lead to an online course or vice versa, like the course first and then the membership site as a way to continue the learning from the online course. But if I knew all those things in advance, it would help me formulate my book. Absolutely. Yeah, I
1: totally agree because it's important to, I call this the author funnel. So it starts with the book and see, you can have multiple income streams. You can have speaking as one of your income streams. But what really overwhelms a lot of uh, authors and coaches is they see the people who are the best in their industry, who have all of this on their website. They have a podcast, they have this and that, they have an app and whatnot. And then they feel, oh my God, should I have all of this in place before I write my book? Not really. Just have one or two elements which are kind of the business behind the book. So the book is that a small price point product that you have. And right. then before people can even buy your mini online course, have one way to regularly add value. It could be a podcast, it could be a blog or mm-hmm. a free uh, video on YouTube or whatever. So have one of that to start with and then have one thing at a lower price point, which could be Absolutely. ideally an online course
0: or a mm-hmm. membership. Don't try to start everything at the same time. Oh, and I didn't actually mean that. I just meant that if I knew what I was going to do down the line, it would help me in framing out my book. That was just the way that I think that if I knew, okay, these are things that ultimately I'd like to pull together, how that would help me kind of frame out my, that would help me, that might... Confuse other people. Just my two cents. I I agree. Mm -hmm.
1: It's I I absolutely feel that it's important to have the plan and then have and just take one step at a time. And so maybe (laughs) you you start with the book and you have your one on one. Maybe a couple of years later, you have everything in your ecosystem to really you know. Uh, help you, a client who takes your coaching will jump and take something else. So there'll be a lot of cross selling happening. All those things can ultimately happen, but it's important to just start small.
0: Absolutely. And the having a book, having a book that you can place on your website, that you can offer when you're speaking, that actually the other thing that we didn't talk about, but you talked about being a speaker. Getting people interested in having you be on their stages, having a book can certainly help with that. Any thoughts about that? Totally. And I
1: uh, am a living example for that. I have had the opportunity to be on two TEDx stages. And uh, what really helped me was my book. So this is like a formula that I have been teaching a lot of my clients as well. So I just went to uh, TED.com and looked up at the next events that are happening around my city. And I reached out to 10 of those. You, you actually have the information of the curator of the event. So you could email them pitching yourself. And I just mentioned three things in all those emails. I told them that, hey, I would like to talk about this particular topic. So giving them topic ideas is a great thing mm-hmm. by just looking at what is the theme of the event and pitch something that's relevant to that. Mm-hmm. Second thing is they would like to know if you can speak well. So either send your podcast recordings or a video from your YouTube channel that shows that you can speak well and thirdly tell them that you're an author with the link to your Amazon page uh, that way they know that uh, you are the authority in the subject and most people feel that authors are intelligent so they will not think twice before inviting you on
0: their stage so and that's worked for you twice two TEDx talks yeah the- A proven formula, people, a proven (laughs) formula. Excellent. So what else, um, you know, you've talked about offering that range of services from low to high, your exact, I mean, people do need to to kind of trust you first. So it's one thing if you've got people who are already swimming in your waters, but there's the book is hopefully going to increase that ocean size for you. And the people further out, need to have time to, you know, the first touch point, the first place to build that trust is in the book. But then if you offer things that engage them in your community and allow them to take a relatively low risk to get to know you and begin to build that relationship, then the different levels of services that you have allow them to dip their toe a little bit more and a little bit more. That's so, so good. Anything else about Either the concept of let's create a book in such a way that engages people into our community or any other aspects of those income streams that we wanted to talk about today.
1: Yeah, one thing I really want to touch upon, because this is a recurring uh, thing that I see happening whenever I speak to coaches, especially. So one apprehension that coaches who are writing their book have is that uh, they feel that, oh, my God, I'm already charging a premium Uh, to work with me for my, to my one-on-one clients. Now, what will happen if I give away all the good stuff in my book? Will I lose my one-on-one clients because now everything is available for just a dollar on Amazon? Why would somebody work with me? Uh, Or maybe if I have You know, five things that I teach my clients, can I just share one in my book, like a hook and share the later only to my high paying clients. So this is what I tell them. If you have a five part system, please share it all in your book. Just uh, be generous in giving away everything because your future high paying clients are going to be the readers of your book. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, why will people still work with you when they know? All the the knowledge is already there in the book, but the people who are action takers, which is not everybody who reads your book, maybe the 5% of people who take that next step to reach out to you, Mm -hmm. these people are the action takers and they will want to work with you for a couple of reasons. One is they have already read your book and now they've kind of become like your fan. So they want to pay that premium to get one-on-one access, which is premium, right? Reading. And going into somebody's uh, mind is one thing, but actually getting to speak to them on a Zoom call is something that people will still want and they will pay for that. The second thing is now people know what to do, but they know that they won't do it themselves. They need accountability. And a coach is a great person who can hold them accountable. And that's why they will still pay you. And finally, I feel... You may have given a framework in your book, but the same framework will not work exactly for everybody because people are in different situations. And a coach is this one person who can customize it for every client and a person who is smart enough, who wants to work with you, understands this. And that's why they will enjoy reading your book, but they will still reach out to you to work with you. Uh, in person. so I think that's why please don't hold back anything. Right. Just give away whatever is
0: uh, your system framework, formula, whatever. and i would I would um challenge all of you to think about your favorite books, your industry books or your skill development books, or whatever it is that you read to to motivate yourself, to get ideas. what if you had the opportunity to work with that author and be able to take, your personal story, your personal struggle, and have that person partner with you to help you put all the pieces together. That's gold. And, you know, I don't know how many books I've read that I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense. But then when it gets to like, how do I take Meg and put it into that? You know, there's the partnership is is absolutely priceless. So I love your concept of don't hold back. People are going to know that you hold back. People are going to know if you're writing a book as a hook rather than as a genuine sharing of information that then creates that beginning of that relationship. So 100%. Don't be like holding back and (laughs) scarcity to
1: not build a business. Absolutely. See, a lot of people are very intentional about why they are writing the book because it's going to help them get clients. But I I feel one should look beyond that and look at the book as your legacy, right? Uh, It's going to be there forever. Your grandchildren are going to read it. So just make it
0: amazing. Make it your masterpiece. Oh, so good. That's a beautiful way to wrap up unless there's anything else you want to share about that. And then So let me ask you that before I ask you to share your contact information. Anything else that we've left on the table? I think
1: one should not uh, wait till they become the number one expert in their industry to write their book. At whatever level you are right now, there are people who look up to you and want to reach to where you are. And those are the people you want to serve, not the people who are already 10 steps ahead of you. They have a different audience to serve, and every single one of us are expert enough to write a book based on whatever life experience we've had so far. So please
0: don't wait. Oh, that's so good. So let's, uh, so if people want to follow you, want to learn more about what you do, how can they get a hold of you? Well, I've recently started an exclusive Facebook community called Happy Authors
1: Tribe. You can just go to happyselfpublishing.com forward slash tribe, and you will get access to the group. I come there every week live to conduct a training, to answer questions. So I think that will be a great place, not just to be in touch with me, but also to connect with hundreds of other fellow authors and to learn from one another.
0: So good. I'll have links for that, starcoachshow.com under this episode. And thank you so much. It's been such a joy to spend time with you. Thank you so much, Meg, for this wonderful opportunity. So there you have it. I hope your minds are just spinning about all the different ways that you might be able to put your creativity and your special processes into the world to bring value and to create new income streams for yourself. Because very truthfully, if we can't make a living doing this, then we've got to make a living doing something else. So in order for you to bring your impact to the world, you've got to create a way to finance yourself and to make this a doable thing. And Snub brought so much good information. If you'd like more information about how to connect with her and happy self-publishing, go to starcoachshow.com slash 235. That's starcoachshow.com forward slash two. 35 and in those show notes you can get all that information. Now next week we're switching into the leadership realm, and we're going to be talking with Chris Platchy about the empath and leaders that are empaths and what that creates for them, what that creates for you as a coach partnering with them and their unique challenges and gifts so super great information coming next week as well i invite you back to next week's show if you have not visited the star coach website please do so check it out see what's there get free information about how to move forward as a coach and really build your skills and until next week this is meg wrenchler wishing you the absolute best for your coaching success. We'll see you next week.